first and foremost, and he was left off the tweet initially. So I'm going to have to do a little bit of work to win him back over here. So I'm going to go with his favourite of his three intros. Ladies and gentlemen, our first player to tee off this morning, Tim O'Connor from Ballarat in Australia. Shot. Great shot, Tim. It's close. Get in. Get in the hole. There it is. Timmy O'Connor. How are you, mate? <laughs> oh, I know. It just it was just enough to get me out, wasn't it? I was just looking at it later, about half an hour later, and I just went, oh, jeez, I've just I've left him off. That's unbelievable. Uh, mate, before we get stuck into it, we spoke uh, yesterday. I was on the way to Kilmore judging, and I said to you, I made a really good case. Uh, Garrick Knight actually made it to me about Colin Godden's horse, Art on Fire, and a bit of a backstory here with Colin and... Uh, he was really badly affected by the floods and I don't think things were that easy there for a few months for Cole and uh, he asked Garrick Knight to find him a cheap horse from New Zealand and Garrick sold him a few horses over the journey and he came on our show a couple of weeks ago and I think you described Garrick as being quite chuffed with the fact he found him quite a cheap horse in, in relative sense in Art on Fire. He, he basically had a trial last week. He did really well out of that race at Kilmore. Worked really well during the week and he was primed for Kilmore last night. You ignored all my advice. You didn't tip it, but it got the money. Run. He drew barrier seven on that debut Australian run, and he got back in the field and he ran on really nicely. Um, and he, he obviously drew barrier one last night. So, look, I gave him a big chance. I put him in the quaddy. Uh, look, it would have been a tremendous result for the quaddy, except the race prior, I didn't have roll with Ron, who can. Oh, roll with Ron. He's a frustrating horse for me. I've backed him many times, and he finally gets a job done uh, last night when I wasn't on. But no, well done to Colin Godden and, and Josh Duggan. Like, I was. Um, yeah, I was dirty. I didn't have something on him, uh, basically, once he won. But I was wrapped for the, the team behind him. And, yeah, I knew there was a bit of a backstory there. And, yeah, look, he's paid ridiculous. Because I, I think he was, was he 6 or $7 early days? And he's got it. I reckon he paid 13 on the tote or something like he, that, which is ridiculous. He opened 13s or 14s, um, uh, yeah, on the night before. According to Colin, anyway. He might have got punted in a bit and then, um, then he drifted, drifted back, back out, out late. Oh, Relative, irrelevant of all, you know, Vic Bread bonuses and and they might have had a bet on him. Irrelevant of all of that, mate, it was seeing Cohen and there was four or five people with him having a beer after the race. They went up into the grandstand in Kilmore and just smiles on their faces and, and having a beer with each other and just enjoying the fact that, you know, they got the money. And that's that was the best bit about the whole thing, if you ask me. Well, you've painted a good picture there because I can, I can see that yeah, from where I am now, and I can feel that because that that would be fantastic, and that is maybe not why everyone's in it. Look, some people are in it for a full blown, you know, it's a business and it's a, it's a full blown job. But for some of you know, it's it's 
it's that sort of stuff. We love getting a winner. Yeah. Hanging around with our mates, having a beer afterwards, before, during, whenever. Uh, yeah, that's fantastic. Great to hear that. And um, look, I, I was look, I was disappointed I didn't have something on him, but um, yeah, when I knew the backstory and I, I knew how much it had mean to them, I yeah. had uh, the disappointment quickly disappeared. Very good. Uh, we, there's been a little bit going on, mate. Uh, without any big developing breaking news, there is one story bubbling away behind the scenes. I'm not sure if you'll know too much about that, but uh, Captain Ravishing's trial the other day, I know it's been well uh, well talked about, but it was very, very stunning, wasn't it? It was. Uh, Michael Tasleman was calling the trial here in Ballarat on Tuesday. He estimated the wind to be in excess of 50 metres. I think he was about right. I hadn't seen the official results or if they were actually taking official results. They ham, I ran into one of the stewards. He hand-timed uh, the trial. The, the final quarters were 29-5, 29 flat, 27-5 and 28-3. And he was barely touched. Uh, Mark Pitt was very kind on him. Uh, but he won, yeah, as I said, by probably in excess of 50 metres. And you might go, oh, yeah, what did he beat? Supreme well, the second Dominator. Horse, the second horse was Supreme Dominator, who uh, <laughs> is a genuine uh, top-end horse, free-for-all horse here in Victoria. So, um, yeah, look, it was a stunning trial. Like, I, I didn't expect that. Um, but, yeah, they obviously wanted to give him a, a reasonably searching hit out uh, ahead of his first up run for the year in the Bonanza on February 4th. And I, I don't even know if... They could have done like I don't know if Mark could have done anything uh, less because he just you probably just let him go for a bit and he just takes off that that turn of foot. Um, if you will go back onto the uh, the Twitter or the Facebook feed for the trots.com.au, um, just watch that when when Mark lets him go, releases the brakes. Gee, it's a sight to behold, isn't it? He just puts you know ten, twenty, thirty meters on him in in the space of a few hundred meters. Uh, we've got Ryan Sanderson on shortly, so probably don't have to dig too deep into Dangerous. And I'll talk a bit of, to Ryan about his own career. Stunning. I don't know if you saw the stats. and st- I did, actually. Stuff. That was really remarkable when I read that. To go through that, because that was actually made for really interesting reading, despite me being left off the tweet. Yeah, oh, he's reached 200 <laughs> winners in the first three years of his driving career. James Herbertson, to get to 200 winners, took almost four years, and Jack Law took almost five years, you know, or... To compare them in their first three years, Ryan Sanderson, 200 winners, James Herbertson, 116, and Jack Law, 72. And I posted it all out, and then Jack Law commented on it, and I had a look at it, and I thought, holy dooly, that that looks like I'm giving Jack a clip here. So I quickly got on the blower to Jack, and he was all good about it. He had no issue with it. And he he understands. James and Jack have set a bar that I would have said no one will pass, but Ryan is going at a rate of knots ahead uh, ahead of them. It's it's unbelievable, really. Yeah, it is. I'm looking forward to listening into that chat. You'll have him uh, coming on just after I jump off, I think. But, yeah, that, Ryan will drive this horse uh, dangerous on Saturday night in the VHRC Caduceus three-year-old classic $100,000 race. He's drawn barrier one. I, I gave Shane, his father, Shane Sanderson, a buzz yesterday for two reasons, to do a story on the horse, but also just like talking to Shane. He's a ripper bloke. Um, and had a ball with him at Birch. Uh, Charlton was the last time I saw him, actually, on their Cup Day uh, last year. But, no, had a good chat. I'd heard on the grapevine, and I might have even read something else somewhere around the traps that, Shane had pretty much declared this already the best horse he's trained. Uh, the horse has only had six starts, dangerous. He's won four of them. He's won his two starts this year by big margins. And, yeah, he um, he didn't need much uh, coaxing to get that out of him. He said, yeah, this is my best horse. Uh, 
And it's a big statement because he's had good horses over the years. He's had over 600 winners as a trainer, yeah, uh, and he's yeah. had a Group 1 winner in Maywin Jasper, who won uh, an APG final, a Group 1 APG final back in 2010. So he's not, you know, it's not like me saying, oh, this is my best horse when I've had, <laughs> when I've had three of them. Uh, big statement, and I genuinely got the feel, Toby, that they really think they can beat school captain on Saturday night. He's been well-backed. He's been about $5 into two ninety at last look. He's drawn barrier one. He's got the fitness advantage over school captain, and yeah, I've put it in the story. They won't be handing up to him. They'll be um, trying to go all the way and win this big race on Saturday night, and then look, there's big plans. New South Wales derby is at the top of those. Then, uh, you know, obviously other derbies, Queensland, Victoria, but they also... They'd love to. I know they're daring to dream a little bit, but they'd love to get a, a spot in the Eureka. Yeah, the yeah. two point one million dollar Eureka at Menangle on September two. So, big plans, big statements, and uh, yeah, like I reckon he can win on Saturday night, and I'll um I'll be having a, a bet on him to beat School Captain. Uh, Hunter Cup uh, field comes out Monday. Barrier draw Tuesday. Might brush over that mate. He's only got a couple minutes. And yep, that's the, Mel- the plan. The Melton Track inspection. Uh, on Friday, I had a Saturday night's meeting. There was a lot of chitter-chatter at Kilmore last night, and I heard a lot of uh, rumours and speculation about the track and uh, the meeting's going to get transferred to Ballarat and all sorts of things last night. So I don't know how much light you can shed on that, and all that I do say is uh, rumour and speculation at this stage. Yeah, basically there'll be a track inspection uh, tomorrow afternoon ahead of Saturday night's meeting. Uh, Toby, there's been further remedial work. I'm just reading off a press release here. Required on the track at Melton. Um, so, yeah, look, he's up in the air. I did flick a message to someone today. I won't say who, but I just said, what what price will we, will be, will we be racing at Melton? And they said $1.02. So there's, there's confidence around actually racing there, at really? least this morning. Um, but... Who knows? I absolutely have no idea. Um, hopefully we are racing there, but if it's a Ballarat, I probably won't be the most disappointed man in the world <laughs> just I down the road. I don't know if it can be Ballarat because markets have opened, no sprint lane. No sprint lane, There's yeah. all sorts of complications. Geelong? Geelong or Bendigo. I, I would say Bendigo is the most like Melton, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, and you're right. The sprint lane's a big, uh, with three markets already open, uh, at least three markets. Yeah, that's a big factor to to uh, play there. But uh, there is at least anecdote, you know, at least in the rumor mill, there's some confidence around uh, Melton being right on Saturday night. But we'll just wait and see the big track inspection on Friday afternoon, and we'll have all the information then, and we can uh, hopefully head to Tabcourt Park on Saturday night and look forward to a big, uh, big night of racing with um, yeah some some great races on offer, including the Casey Classic. That's going to be a beauty. Oh, personally, I don't think it's a big drama. If it's Geelong, Melton, or Bendigo, it doesn't really phase, I don't think so. phase well, me I one mean, way or another, to be honest. Yeah, I wonder whether, I mean, some, will there be some participants that are a bit annoyed if they're, if they're close by? I don't know, but oh, possibly, I don't but think it doesn't matter. It's not the end of the world, is it? No. Uh, if, uh, you ask the Sandersons whether they're happy to win with Dangerous, they'll say anywhere. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, so. and we want to get the track right. I'm not... Not underplaying uh, Saturday night's meeting. It's a ripper. Night two of the Summer of Glory, but we've got a double header the following Friday and Saturday yeah. with big Group One features. We don't, you know, we don't want the track to be subpar for that. So let's get it right for that one first and foremost, I reckon. And maybe this night two could move, but um, I'm not a track curator as you outlined at the top of the show, Toby. <laughs> oh, I've actually <laughs> done a fair bit of study on it actually been to some of the seminars and everything so i know a little bit about it mate uh love your work thanks for coming on and uh, always great to tee off with you good on you mate we'll talk next week okay tim and this this little grab goes out to jeff clout i actually don't know that's shit <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, I must be leaking. 